Welcome to Book News with DPW. How you doing there, Spencer? Just fine, just fine. Top headlines of the day. Prominent Hong Kong publisher arrested under new national security law. Wow. We need like a <laughs> radio noises. Alan Dershowitz claims a fictional lawyer defamed him. The implications for writers are very real. Don't know who that is. Sean Hannity removes gobbledygook Latin motto from book cover. He had gobbledygook. Was it the word gobbledygook in Latin or was it just... Gobbledygook. Actual gobbledygook. Was it like the gobbledygooker from wrestling? <laughs> Pete Hamill, journalist and author, dies at 85. Oh, that's sad. Oh, the Oprah magazine ends regular print editions in favor of greater digital presence. Hey, there's a topic we could riff on for a second. How do you feel about magazines switching to digital? I noticed that magazines I used to read, I don't read anymore. And then when they switch to digital and you have to pay for them, I'm definitely not reading them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, the magazine is a weird weird thing that I don't think is going to really be around. To keep with the book theme here, I do like some literary magazines, but over the last couple of years, and usually I pick these up when I go to a Barnes and Noble or when I go on like you know an airport or something. You find Just like them randomly because it's hard to find them unless you go on Amazon or something. I find that I don't like any of them anymore. Yeah, I remember because uh, I think one one of the times you made a trip out to Barnes and Noble and you you picked up a literary magazine, and, and I think it was like the next week we went to record. And I don't know if we talked about it on show if it was just beforehand. And you were just like, these are terrible. Wasn't one only like a couple words long? Yeah, that was uh, it was something like My Big Toe. Or, it was really stupid. I also found that most of the stories in those magazines now are very just pretentious yeah. and snobbish and stupid. And they don't go anywhere. The only magazine... Or isn't that literature though? Kind of. But the only magazine I found where I kind of enjoyed some of the like some of the stories were very well written and enjoyable was the New Yorker. But New Yorker is expensive, and I'm not fucking buying that. And also the paper quality is dog shit. Yeah, it's like this crinkly fuck. Like you're not gonna pay ten, twelve, whatever dollars that it costs to buy one of those uh, just for it to be crinkled mess that you can't put on a shelf. At least National, well, even National Geographic's kind of shitty now. Like the paper quality, they just went with the the cheapest fucking. Probably like newsprint paper. Yeah. Oh, what else have we got here? Book sales in France up 29% year on year since lockdown eased. Oh, that, no, that's good. That's good. The 2020 Booker Prize long list announced. If you guys want to check that out, I haven't been following the Booker Prize for years now. I don't know what that is. It's the biggest, like one of the biggest literary prizes. Oh. Which is why you don't know what it is because you don't follow fine literature. I don't. I do not. I find that a lot of, uh, the books they get nominated for the Booker Prize are also pretentious and snobbish. <laughs> no, they're a little, uh, some of them are okay, I guess. Four-year-old lands book deal for his astonishing poetry. Oh, that, that, mm, that, fuck okay. you, kid. All right. Fuck you, kid. That's how we're in that. That's, <laughs> that's, you know, that's the end of the episode. I think we're done. Click. Editor's Log, episode 605,000,003. Kind of feels that way. Yeah, we're uh, a podcast. I think it's still DPW. Mm. 
Earth's still around. I was going to say, is there anybody listening out there? Hey. Hello. I mean, if you are listening, this is the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I do kind of feel like um, Will Smith and I Am Legend when he keeps sending out like the, oh, yeah. the radio feed or whatever it was, trying to, you know, just out in the ether hoping somebody would respond or hear him. Um, I hear creaking. We're talking about stuff today. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Dubai Double Dipper Church. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. That, that has so many implications to it, too. That's so, so many. You could be a chip double dipper. You could be gross. <laughs> yeah, we're not, talking about, we're not talking about that. I think they're all kind of gross. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> well, double dipper. Today's topic, the do's and don'ts of how to write a blurb for your novel. What inspired this is because I suck at writing blurbs. I know you suck at writing blurbs because I never even read one of your blurbs. I not because I probably haven't really written one. You do not try no. to write blurbs ever on the website. I have to write the blurbs for the story. And I, it's even worse than writing an actual story blurb because I literally have like maybe three sentences that will fit on there. Because if I push it more than that, then the title gets pushed off the screen yeah. when uh, the, the uh, article or website story, whatever fucking publishes. So, that would be very precise, and I just suck at it, and I don't even try, and they're always awful, and I feel like we'd get more story views if I did a better job at the blurbs. Do you think, like, whenever we write things, we need to write write it in a mindset of, like, something, I need to pull something out of this as, like, whenever you do, like, a review for something? Yeah. Like, I need, like, as you're writing it, like, I need to think of something that, like, a line that I can pull later, because that's my big thing, I just kind of write the thing. And then I'm like, you know, then it's like, ah, uh, what do I pull from here? I don't feel like anything's good enough to pick, you know, to, mm. you know, as a blurb. And Well, I asked this on Twitter, which kind of inspired the episode. I uh, figured. About people who, and I am self-admitted, suck at blurb writing. And I know a lot of writers suck at blurb writing. And a couple of people had some handy information and stuff. But it's stuff I kind of already know. I just don't do it well. But I think the main thing is, is writers, we just suck about talking about our work. Even yeah. when somebody's like, hey, what are you writing? I just, I, I don't know. Well, I just even, can't even, tell. Like, even if it's like, a, you know, one of you get like, a, you know, other authors to do a blurb about your story. Like, I don't like, I don't think I could do a blurb about like, I don't know. I could somebody do a, else's story. Like, I don't think I could do a blurb for your story because like, I have a very hard time describing something in a very like. Two or three sentence, very precise thing. I'm like, well, then this happened, then that was great. Like, you know, I can't. you kind of have to break down what the whole story is about, like beginning, middle, and end, with like with maybe not, a paragraph, but with not giving any of it away is the hard. Like, I could break it down that simply, but I can't break yeah. it down that simple without completely giving the story away. Now, I know from talking to a lot of comic creators, what their way of going about it is. It, and I don't really care for this way, is they describe, say, I don't know, you have a sci-fi comic. They'll describe it as uh, The Matrix meets, meets yeah. Slaughterhouse-Five. And it's like, okay, but now you just got people thinking about two other you know, franchises or books or whatever. That's what, how it always feels. Like, oh, Fight Club meets 1984. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to th- know what your story's mm-hmm. about. Not... Is it fucking dystopian Fight Club? I yeah. mean, I I think people do that because it's easier. Yeah, it's easier to describe your work by just describing somebody else's work that's already been described. 
Uh, I wouldn't recommend doing that. Um, comics are a little different because a lot of times you're actually just trying to get some re- name recognition. Yeah. If you're especially if you're an indie author, so maybe you want to kind of piggyback on something that's famous by saying my story's like that. But as writers, you know, like novels and short stories and stuff, I don't want my stories like other people's stories. Yeah. I want to be original. I want my work to come off as, oh, that's just a Caleb James piece. You know, that's a that was written by Spencer Church. Like yeah. you could tell. You don't want it to be like, oh, that could have been written by, you know, Edgar Allan Poe because the writing yeah. style and the themes. Or just like some generic horror, horror author. Exactly. Um, this article is Blurb Blog, the org. There's, a, there's, I'll have to just, uh, tag, or, you know, put this in the show notes because there's a, there's a lot in that title there. A lot of dots and dashes. Yeah. Um, we're just going to skip right into here. The do's and don'ts of writing a blurb, do's. Reference the genre and central theme. Create intrigue around the main conflict. Dive right in and introduce your protagonist. Keep it short and punchy. Reference your book writing or professional status if it relates to your book. That's interesting. That's one I didn't think of is, uh, say, you know, you're the author of Backdoor Bitches 9, you know, if you have a popular book out there or something, you probably want to mention from the author of said popular which is a good movie. You see that with Neil Gaiman or something or Steven. Oh, so like I say, we uh, you were bringing up comics earlier. Like that's a lot of mm-hmm. like comics is like just get things out there. So then, if you do get popular, you have like this backlog yeah. that can now sell because you got people like in your current stuff. Now mm-hmm. they can go back and get your old stuff. And going forward, they know like oh, you had this one good thing, and you can just coast off that for the rest of your career. It's, it's coasting. That's why I always want to do like a Todd McFarlane just coast. Yeah. Well, I mean, he kind of. He runs. still does creative, yeah. I'm just saying. Still coasting off the of spawn. The don'ts. Don't give away spoilers no matter how tempted you are. That's what you were saying earlier. Yeah. Give a summary of the first chapter. Oh, these are don't. I'm just going to throw in don't because they don't have it. Don't give a summary of the first chapter. Don't open with in a world or any other, <laughs> other overused phrase. Don't give any. Don't give everything away. Don't say how amazing your book is. Don't compare yourself to other writers or your book to other books. See, that's what I was saying. I see that a lot. It's that last point is people comparing their work to other authors and other people's work. Like the new Stephen King. Like yeah. people like to do that with horror writers. Oh, you know, a modern Clive Barker. Yeah. You don't don't be a modern Clive Barker. Be the first you. Yeah. Well, and that's so. That's what the. Uh... Um, I always found that weird, like, with blurbs, because, like, I always, therefore, why I understood it was just, like, I thought the blurb was where you got other people to write blurbs for your work, not, like, blurb your own stuff. One thing I've learned in the publishing business thus far, especially being on the other end of, you know, as an editor now of our fine publication, is you didn't, you don't really, I guess you could learn this, too, like, with submitting to magazines and stuff, you don't realize blurbs to your story you write them yeah and your biography you know like spencer church loves comics and you write your like you sound like a douche because you're not saying i like to you're saying in third person like you're one of those like the old school rock you know the rock says (laughs) you're like you're like the rock from wrestling but nowhere near as cool nowhere near as cool he doesn't do that anymore he doesn't say uh he doesn't refer to himself in the third person i think that's a missed opportunity I would keep that up for as long as I could if I was The Rock. 
Well, I think he's still trying to always step away from The Rock. You know? I wouldn't. I would never. The Rock, the top, the number one earning actor in Hollywood. Like, why, why are you referring to yourself like that, The Rock? Why did I refer to you as The Rock? Because it doesn't matter why I refer to him. It doesn't matter. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just wanted him to tell like somebody in an interview to, you know, uh, uh, call somebody a jabroni again. I want him to bring back candy ass. <laughs> that that would be good. We'll give some information to the people now. The anatomy and examples of a blurb. While there's no perfect formula for writing the best blurb for your novel, there are some patterns worth noting. Firstly, highlighting your success in the book writing world. Secondly, introducing the protagonist in a way that creates intrigue without delving into details. And last but not... That's a hard one, actually. And last but not least, referencing the central point of conflict without explaining how a resolution may come about. Take a look at the blurb examples below. Bella Andres' Kiss Me Like This, Donna Tartt's The Goldfinch, and E.L. James' Fifty Shades of Grey. Take, could we learn something from E.L. James? That'd be, yeah. I mean, she sold the shit out of that yeah. shitty book, so yeah. that might have been a very tantalizing blurb. Take notes of any patterns, any consistencies, and what the author seems to be saying and not saying. Before we get to the blurbs, I just wanted to say... I feel blurbs are more important now than they ever have been because they oh. used to just be on the back of books. Yeah. And maybe if, like, you know, the Times or something or like, posted yeah, about if, your... if there was, like, an ad or something, yeah. there might be, like, a blurb in the corner or But something. now you have to have it on your good... Like, if your book's out there, you have to have it on Amazon, on Goodreads. That... Everywhere you have it, people don't even... Because it used to be, like, covers were the main thing people would buy books. The covers and author recognition. But now they uh, see that blurb first and foremost. You see, like, a little thumbnail of the book. But you see the author's name and you see the blurb first. Well, not only that, but just the culture nowadays, like, people won't, like, read, like, a, a, a couple paragraph review. You have to be really tight or, with your blurb. Or preview. Like, if your thing going over, like, a couple of cents, people don't got time for that no yeah. more. So you have to be very tight with your blurb and you can't rely just on good word of mouth and reviews as much as you used to be able to. Blurb one example from Kiss Me Like This by Bella Andre. From New York Times and USA Today bestselling author, Bella Andre comes a new adult contemporary series about the Morrisons. Sean Morrison, one of six siblings and the top college baseball player in the country, is reeling from a heartbreakingly painful loss. Nothing seems to matter anymore until the night Serena Britton unexpectedly ends up in his arms. Serena is a world-famous model who has only ever wanted to be normal, even though her mother has always pushed her to become a superstar. Though it isn't easy to try to leave everyone and everything she knows behind, Serena is determined to enroll in college. More than anything, she wants to turn her love for books into a new career that she actually loves. Only she never expects to, expected to meet someone like Sean on campus or to be instantly consumed by their incredible chemistry and connection. And then there's another paragraph, too. Uh, that seems pretty long to me. Yeah, that's not like a blurb. I mean, I guess it is, but that doesn't seem like a blurb that would even fit on the back of the book. No. Because, you know, normally on the back of the book, if you're a best-selling author, that, they also have quotes and stuff from people praising your book. That's, that's like, the thing, like, you see whenever you have, like, a hardback and you open it up yeah. and, and it's on the inside, the thing right on the inside cover. Mm. That's what that reminds me of. I mean, I get it, because also we don't know how long these, these books are. I mean, it does tell you everything you need to know about the book. But I don't feel people would read that as much. And again, we're also coming, you know, this is coming from short story writers. Our yeah. blurbs obviously aren't going to be that long. We Neither of us have ever written a novel blurb. So that would be something to learn in the future. 
Blurb example number two, The Goldfinch by Donna Tart with two T's. I like that. Winner of the Pulitzer Prize, Theo Decker, a 13-year-old New Yorker, miraculously survives an accident that kills his mother. See, that hooks you immediately. Yeah. That's a lot going on just in that first sentence. Abandoned by his father, Theo is taken in by the family of a wealthy friend. Bewildered by his strange new home on Park Avenue, disturbed by schoolmates who don't know how to talk to him, and tormented above all by his longing for his mother, he clings to the one thing that reminds him of her, a small, mysteriously captivating painting that ultimately draws Theo into the underworld of art. As an adult, Theo moves silkily between the drawing rooms of the rich and the dusty labyrinth of an antique store where he works. He is alienated and in love, and at the center of a narrowing, ever more dangerous circle. The Goldfinch is a mesmerizing stay-up-all-night-and-tell-all-your-friends-triumph, an old-fashioned story of loss and obsession, survival and self-invention, and the ruthless machinations of fate. I feel like that uh, second-to-last paragraph wasn't aided, but other than that, it's pretty tight. Yeah. Because that first one, that first paragraph is actually only a couple sentences because he has commas and, you know, uh, semicolons there breaking it up. And then the third one actually tells you You know, the words like mesmerizing kind of makes you more intrigued by the book. Uh, Here's your favorite one. We're going to find out if E.L. James is really a genius here. Or if she's just a lucky ducky. Blurb example number three, Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. I don't like that she doesn't have periods between those uh, (laughs) initials. Your name's not E.L. Or is it? When literature student Anastasia... Oh, I hate it. (laughs) Sorry. Fucking Anastasia. Why is she Anastasia? Anastasia Steele. For a white girl. <laughs> fucking piss. I don't know why that's always pissed me off. What are you, fucking Russian princess? Like, what are you doing here? Sorry. When literature student Anastasia Steele goes to interview young entrepreneur Christian Gray, she encounters a man who is beautiful, brilliant, and intimidating. The unworldly Innocent Anna is startled to realize she wants this man and, despite his enigmatic reserve, finds she is desperate to get close to him. Unable to resist Anna's quiet beauty, wit, and independent spirit, Gray admits he wants her too, but on his own terms. Shocked yet thrilled by Gray's singular erotic taste, Anna hesitates. For all the tappings of success, his multinational businesses, his vast wealth, his loving family, Gray is a man tormented by demons and consumed by the need to control. When the couple embarks on a daring, passionately physical affair, Anna discovers Christ- Christian Gray's secrets and explores her own dark desires. See, that actually makes that book sound way better. Yeah. Like, why is that better written than the actual book? Because, you know, twisted desires, he's controlling. Like, it gives you everything you need to know about the book without giving anything about the book. You don't know it's about fucking whipping buttholes and stuff. Like, there's no dildo drawer in this. I mean, I would have threw dildo drawer, butt plug drawer. The butt plug drawer. Yeah, yeah. I would have threw that in my blurb. I mean, even if I wrote, like, a Christian romance that has to deal with Santa Claus and there's no butt stuff in it at all, it's very family friendly, I would still put butt plug drawer in, uh... If you want to sell (laughs) folks, if you want to sell sell books, no matter what story or what you're writing, throw butt plug drawer into the in somewhere in that blur. I'm telling you, I'll buy it. guys like Spencer will buy that book. You writing like sparkly fairy fiction? A little bit of butt plug drawer. If you want it, maybe like a rustic butt plug carved out tree hollow. Oh yeah, you hollowed out tree stump. That you know that'd be good, yeah. but, but you know what? You can say fanny, like fanny plug, or it, it, class R- it up. 
Rump plug. I was going to think out loud the word rump plug, <laughs> but I did not. Rump plug. I like rump plug. That's a good one. Uh, did you learn anything there, Spencer? Um, a little bit in the, uh, in the, uh, the do, the do's and don'ts. Right. I think they do a good job of breaking down, like, the basic, um, uh, things that uh, make a good blurb. Um, but those examples, I, I don't know if I really agree. Cause like I said, like we were saying, those don't seem like blurbs to me. Mm-hmm. When I see, when I think of blurbs, I think like two, three sentences tops. Well, this next list is going to be for everybody to enjoy. And it's going to be extra good because this is by good authors. Eight bad book blurbs by good writers. Okay. You know, to counterbalance the good blurbs by, you know, if it's E.L. James, a bad writer. Eight. And this is on the Huffington Post. So I'm not going to link them because I don't want to give them the attention. No real reason why. Just make, Well, I guess there's a reason. They don't fucking pay the writers. They're dicks. Uh, number eight. Frank McCord on The Five People You Meet in Heaven by Mitch Album. In The Five People You Meet in Heaven, Mitch Album lifts up to a new level. You'll find echoes here of the classics, The Odyssey for one, and that puts Album's book in the best of company, so he's already consp- you know, comparing to the book to classic. Yeah. So I guess this is Frank McCord doing the blurb for Mitch Album. Whoa, 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 The Odyssey, Album's much less read than Maury novel, has echoes of The Odyssey in the same way that a fat guy playing paper toss on his mm. iPhone has echoes of Michael Jordan. This is a very uh, poorly laid out article. Sorry, folks. But that So the first paragraph there was uh, the actual blurb. So these aren't blurbs as in uh, like the author writing their story blurb. This is a famous writer writing a like how you'd see like Stephen King in, uh, you know, the intro blurbs they put yeah. where it's like, oh, Clyde Barker's the next king of horror or whatever he said in uh, Books of Blood. So seven, Nelson DeMille on the Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. Dan Brown has to be one of the best, smartest, and most accomplished writers in the country. The Da Vinci Code is many notches above the intelligent thriller. This is pure genius. I'll take paternity, patently absurd for a thousand minutes. That was a bad one. Six, Jeffrey Huguenides on Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. If you want to know who's upholding the high comic tradition, passed down from Stern to Swift to Pynchon, it's Wallace. This book has a lot of tennis in it, but the phrase that leaps to mind comes straight from the NBA. He's the man! He's the man! These are just, yeah, these are terrible, but this is what I was looking for. So, how would you go about writing a blurb for your current story in progress? Or, you know what? Make it easier, because that's obviously not finished. Do a blurb for Daily Rounds. Hmm... One paragraph is all you got. One four pa- sentences. One, four sentences. Four sentences max. Um. Hmm, let's see. Uh, <laughs> something along the lines of like a fun, maybe like a fun adventure story set in unlikely places. Follow. I can't even remember the main character's yeah, name. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was trying to think of the main character's <laughs> name, and I was like, I don't remember. But uh, fo- fo- follow that guy. As he embarks at his new job as a maintenance worker in in interdimensional or maybe like a hotel. Like, I think you'd want to name. I would think you want to say the hotel first, like in the opening sentence. It'd be something along the lines of. Uh, see, I don't remember the character's name, so yeah. we'll just call him Frank. Yeah. Uh, but just say like. 
you know, even bring up the interdimensional hotel See, to another. I was, I was trying to work like as like as he works on his new job at as a maintenance in a. I was want to try to find a way to like to like allude to something weird going on with going on in the hotel, but not quite interdimensional. Tell. You yeah, know. so it does. So it's still like kind of like a little bit more of a surprise when mm. they start to start to read it. But I'm not. So something along that line. Maybe like when Frank takes up a mysterious job offer, he finds on the deep web or whatever. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I forget where he found yeah, that. Yeah, it was on the internet. He finds he, he bites off more than he can chew. That's obviously yeah. generic you know, yeah. trope. We wouldn't use that, but something along those lines. Uh, when he gets the the opportunity of a lifetime, and then you could just go into see. The, it's hard, especially a story like that. I think that almost suffers from the same thing, like the blurb for the hike. Remember yeah. we, we, when we did the hike, we talked about how, which was just you know, coincidental, we talked about the blurb of the hike was like really long and yeah. never really told anything that happened. But it seemed awesome, though. It did seem <laughs> awesome. I think your story would fall along those lines because it was very weird. Yeah. I think the butcher story would be an easier one to Ooh, do a blurb yeah. on because, you know, again, I forget the guy's name. Uh, Buck. Buck. Buck the butcher. Buck the butcher. But you can do uh, see that that's a hard one though because then you don't want to give away the main yeah like almost the so you could be like uh, maybe like um but uh, follow Buck as he tries to make a new light uh, yeah. yeah I don't know because like I want you would want to start something like because it's kind of almost like a like a thriller kind of yeah. I think you'd want to start off with something along the lines of like uh, I would want to use something like extra bloody cuts from Buck the Butcher mm, like in yeah. your opening, something along those lines. Something that grabs their attention. Yeah, it gives you... Um, that'd be like a moment like a comic style. Maybe like, um... The cuts are extra bloody like, at Buck's Butcher Shop, and then go into breaking down kind of like, who is Buck, central, you know, he you want to mention how he's annoyed at the customers he has, yeah. uh, kind of allude to the fact that there might be some cannibalism Jeez. going Jeez. on but not uh actually say it we have a lot of work to do with that yeah oh yeah that's because oh yeah because that's gonna be another thing we yeah we're gonna have to have blurbs here yeah. Re- release some work we need some fucking blurbs I'm trying to think of like a story i wrote where i could put a blurb i don't even remember any stories i wrote do i write stories still what about what about your um what about your adventure story that would be easier, I feel. Like, the first one I released, uh, the Asher Kang story, yeah. which you find folks can read all these stories on our website. Not the Butcher story, that's not out yet. I would say so, because it's about the main character, Asher Kang, in a battle in the frozen north. And then, due to circumstances, all the people who died on the battlefield rise again. So I would say something along like the something along the lines of, in the frozen north, frozen wasteland, you think? That's, that's a little too harsh, probably. Yeah. I think getting frozen, frozen wasteland is something yeah. that kind of gets yeah, thrown around really, a lot. I would say uh, in the frozen north on a battlefield, and then uh, see, that's you know, you know what might be a good way to to also kind of do the blobs is if, instead of like typing it out, is like maybe get on your phone or whatever and get to like the voice just to kind of get that kind yeah. of like. You know, at, least, at least maybe to, like the, the beginning, like to get you know the bare bones of it to get just like the. The pacing and like the phrasing, and then you you know yeah. you might have to uh, go and manually and type you know fix it up you know mm-hmm. uh, by typing, but that might be a you know a helpful tip too you know. 
I feel like advertising people are really good at this. Like, well, it's, it's kind of like their job, basically. Yeah, but I think that's how they get into it is because they're they're just really good at. Because I know a lot of people who are really good at blurbs are not good at writing. I mean, it's weird because they're obviously good at writing blurbs, but when it comes well, to creative stories, they're not. The, people who write blurbs like really well also seem to people be people who are really good at reviewing stuff. I was gonna say that's probably where like, you get like a lot of like a lot of times like I know whenever I see like. Uh, a blurb about something. Uh, it's normally it's like a reviewer too. Like, yeah. It's either like it's either the author, uh, another author, or like a reviewer. Yeah, that seems to be. Uh, I think it's just the type of writer you are, and I would probably venture to say that even if those writers did dabble into work that's not reviews or something, they'd probably be nonfiction writing, mm. um, life blogs or historical work or whatever it be. <laughs> I wish I could write blurbs better. I feel like we should like actually practice this. Like yeah. maybe go through the site, pick out some stories, and write real blurbs for them. Even write like a couple. You know it, yeah, I, because we both suck at it, and like I said, I think our stories and stuff would get a lot more reads if the blurbs were better. Yeah, because sometimes I just kind of leave them as a question. Like, well, usually it's like flash fiction pieces, but I don't know what's uh. I forget, you had like a couple superhero ones or something yeah. like Origins and be like, you know, what would happen in a world if everyone suddenly got power? Just something stupid. Like Basically I put, all the stuff that we're not supposed to do. Yeah, <laughs> just tell the story right off the bat. I'll have to see, we have to look through our uh, stories and get the ones with the most views, see what the blurbs are and see yeah. if they're better than the yeah. ones with the... that's a good idea. Yeah, because uh, well, Daily Rounds and uh, like My Bizarre the Blind, those are serial stories. So that was hard because each part... Oh, you had to come up with a new blurb. Yeah, it was an individual blurb, so that would be almost like a chapter blurb. That's a whole other episode, trying to write chapter yeah. blurbs. I don't... Maybe you can uh, kind of come up... I think you would be able to come up with that if you did chapter outlines. Maybe, Because yeah. that's essentially what you're doing is coming yeah. up with a blurb. Because you're just like... Unless you're like a detailed chapter outliner, obviously. I don't know if we learned anything. Did we ever? But we tried. The do's and don'ts on that article are okay, but they didn't really go into in depth there. And uh, I don't know, folks. We hope to get better at blurbs by the time. I mean, maybe I'll work on the blurb for the actual in the show notes. I always do kind of a blurb of what the episode's about. Maybe I'll work on those. And uh, there you go. Also, I suck at Twitter, and I think the reason, like the DBW <laughs> Twitter, especially. Uh, again, it's because you're kind of writing blurbs. Like when I post stuff on Twitter. For like a story or something or the podcast. I'm just like, hey, another episode. Yeah. Check it out because it's zany. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably actually. Uh, Wacky. Yeah, but like Spencer Church ate too many burritos for dinner, then recorded the podcast. Find out what happens next <laughs> on the D. Dragon Ball Z should be our inspiration for oh, coming yeah. up cliffhanger blurbs. Yes, right. So for when we do Twitter for, you know, the podcast and stuff, we should go Dragon Ball Z style. There you go. On the yes. next episode or Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Like, oh, well, previously. Spencer's chair gives out mid-podcast. <laughs> he falls directly on his spine. How does it go? Find out on the next episode of the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. They forgot to take Nitro's Janglers <laughs> off, and he goes wild and whips it directly, directly into Spencer's chin. Why is everything happening to me? Because you're on the opposite side. I'm behind the gadgets. <laughs> the ceiling collapses. <laughs> Everyone dies, except for Caleb, which means only Spencer died. 
Find out if he was resuscitated <laughs> on the next episode of The Drunk Adventure. See, I want to listen to those just to see if you die. Like, yeah. I should just start lying just to get the – if we had ads, I would definitely just lie. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, interview with Johnny Depp. And then we'd just be like, hi, Johnny Depp, and just play a quick clip of him just saying hi or something. And then be like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> anyway, today we're talking about – and just skip the whole – so we're technically not lying to people. Yeah, that's all we could afford. That's all we got. 40 seconds of Johnny Depp. Took all of our life savings. <laughs> and it wasn't even really... It was just a YouTube clip of him. Oh, uh, also, folks, if you're still listening, which... Why? If you're not, I wouldn't blame you if you gave up after the 20-minute mark. Uh, we are open for Halloween submissions, flash fiction, short stories, and poetry. Do you remember the guidelines? I don't. I think the cutoff for stories is 5,000 words. The cutoff for flash fiction, I'm just going to say 1,000. It might be 850 or less. Uh, preferably it was originally like 500. Yeah, actually, I think it is 500. Uh, just stick to 500. That's actual flash fiction. Sometimes we let you get away with a little more, but then you're pushing short, short story territory. Uh, poetry, I, I think it's like 82 lines or something. Go on the website to find out the full details and... You submit these to drunkapenwriting at gmail.com. But, again, got to follow the guidelines and give us a brief cover letter. That's not doesn't have to be too detailed. Uh, if you want to follow us on the old internet, you can go to Twitter, where we are at drunkapenwriting. On Instagram, at drunkenpenwriting. And Facebook, also drunkenpenwriting. Pretty soon we're going to be doing some new stuff. Not quite yet. Still got a few things to do at the old studio, but we're close. We'll get in there. Yeah, um, I do want to start doing some videos and stuff starting next week, Spencer. Okay. Any video ideas? Not safe for work ones. Hmm. Um, might also start a OnlyFans <laughs> if you want to see my feet. <laughs> if you want to see Spencer get hit with a... Uh... Ooh, Spencer. How do you feel? I'm going to probably tell you not good about it but <laughs> I wear the high stilettos and you lay on the ground in the nude and we play a game called stomp I don't I don't wanna like if I'm gonna get stomped with stilettos like why do you gotta be the one wearing them <laughs> like I gotta wear like fishing stompies first of all like where are we gonna find a pair that's gonna fit you <laughs> you gonna go to like the big gal store <laughs> Hey, now, I know a couple uh, ladies in Taiwan that get it. Well, I guess their feet are smaller in Taiwan. Didn't think that through. Sorry, folks in Taiwan. That's also not Taiwan, is it? It's Thailand. Man. Man, I just fucked up everything. Anyway, that's it for us. Till next time. Keep drinking. Keep writing. Keep smoking crack. Yeah.